Welcome to the Crump Diddy Show on today's podcast, the truth about how I almost got fired at a call center. Now, long time ago, a long, long time ago, I used to work at a call center for AT&T. Now, at the time when I first got hired, it was Bell South and AT&T I was taking over. Um, they were kind of like in the background already. They weren't fully taking over yet. Uh, all they did at that time was basically just change the name of the building outside. But we were still basically Bell South internally. Our contracts, uh, which at the time we were getting paid a lot of money. And I felt like I was Jim Carrey because, uh, you know, like in a living color. Because uh, I was like the only white guy in my training class. But I was with like the coolest, smartest people ever, man. I mean, I want to work with some of the funniest, most intellectual entrepreneurs ever. Hardworking. I mean, I learned so much. There was so many great, smart people there. And um, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Because in a call center, I learned working there what the fuck really happens behind the scenes. I'm going to give you an example. Before I get to the juicy part of how I almost got fired. You know, when we were in Bell South or at t at the time, right? You have to understand, we go through a, 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 a like a two or three month training process, right? And I'm sure they still do that now, right? But what we trained for at the time was how to be able to talk to a customer while using like three or four programs at the same time. We were trained how to multitask using software and active listening skills with customers, especially if we wanted to upsell, listen to what they're saying, you know, so you can catch on to potential opportunities for upselling. You just, I'm telling you, it sounds complicated at first, but as you're in the training class for a couple months and you're actually out there practicing it, you become so good at it that you start doing what pretty much almost every call center rep in the world does. I'm telling you, 90% of the time, when an employee at a call center tells you, I'm gonna place you on a brief hold while I look into this, okay, 90% of the time, they're not looking into it. They already found out what they're looking for. They're doing that so they can put you on mute or put you on hold so they can go talk shit with their friend next door, their, their coworker. Or their coworker flagged them down about some gossip they needed to start spitting out real quick. And so that's your cue to tell your customer, okay, give me a second, I'm gonna look into this for you real quick. I can't tell you how many times I told customers, I already, I, dude, because we notate the accounts. So when you were talking shit to another call center rep and you hung up on that motherfucker, all right, and you call back five minutes later trying to act like an angel and you're trying to figure out the answer, that other call center rep, eight times out of 10, already typed out everything, looked up everything. So we are, we already give the, the, the next person in line who's going to probably take your pathetic phone call. We already give, we do the homework for them a lot of times. And we can see based on the username who it was that took the call. So it's like you're, you're more than likely going to the same department. So it's crazy. Um, and so I'm telling you, 90% of the time, when a call center rep puts you on hold, believe me, they're not researching. They're not. They already figured out what the answer to the problem was. They just want to go gossip real quick. I was with me and Nelson one time, we were playing a game of chess. Chess. While, while, while taking phone calls back to back. That's how crazy it was, you know, but there was a trick 
every call center at the time, I'm sure they still have it now. I don't know how it works now. I would imagine, I would imagine they removed this, uh, this trick I'm about to say right now because everything now is probably more automated. But there was a trick. There was an exploit at the time. And the call center phones at the time had two buttons, one that was called available and one that was called unavailable. Now, any OG call center uh, rep already knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. That unavailable button was your magic button. That was your breather. That was your stress relief. That was your time to say, okay, I need you to back the fuck up because I'm not ready to take a call real quick. Let me pretend to notate my account from the last call. And so there was a trick, okay? Every call center, um, when people call in, you know how whenever you call in at a call center, it tells you that you know you're gonna there's gonna be a, a holding time of X amount of minutes. Uh, your call will be answered in the order that it was received, right? Well, just like customers have that uh, order that it was received, queue line that they got to wait in, us call center reps have the same similar line. The moment that we're done with a customer, if we stay available uh, the, and we're done with a customer, we get put in the front of the line ready to take the next call. So in the order that we we go, we finish with a customer and become available again is the order of who gets the next call first. Well, there was a trick that, you know, you had to be kind of part of the group to be taught. Most of these tricks, they weren't just tricks that were just openly discussed. These were like low key secret tricks, okay, that you weren't supposed to be bragging about because you didn't want it to get ruined. And so I eventually, I was taught this trick. I was eventually, eventually accepted in, you know, um, I was like Vanilla Ice finally be like, but only I was kind of like respected a little bit. Right. And there was a trick where if you simultaneously back or back to back press available and unavailable and available again, you would be removed from the, from the front of the line, put to the back of the line of receiving phone calls. So what that would ultimately do is extend the amount of time that you don't get a call to be even longer. Now, eventually what will end up happening is this will push other people who don't know about the trick up to the front of the line so they will be taking calls. And for them, it will seem like, man, it's busy. I'm getting calls back to back, right? And the only and eventually you will get a call. There's no way you can always avoid the call because what will end up happening is eventually all the suckers who didn't know the trick will be caught up on the line and then they would have no choice but to force that call onto you. Now, this was a big problem because of uh, this was starting to spread like wildfire, wildfire, and this it, it ended up getting to Big Boss's attention. Now, Big Boss at the time, I forgot his name, but he had his own private office that overlooked the whole floor, you know. And Big Boss, you know, it got his attention because it was starting to show up on, on the report. You know, the, it was causing a red flag in the system of so many people pressing these two buttons back to back super quick. It was causing like a glitch, like a red flag. Something caught the attention where they had to report it. And when they reported it, they figured out what the hell was going on. And Big Boss was so mad. I remember he fucking, he called out somebody's name into the office and, um, uh, 
you know, he was like upset. He was yelling. And I was like number three to be called into the office. Now, what happened was the reason why I knew what it was about is because one of the managers on the floor ended up spilling the beans about what the reason for him being angry was and why those two people got called into the office. I luckily was able to get a heads up from that manager who was spilling the beans to an employee that she trusted. And I would just happen to be sitting close and I heard it. And automatically I already knew, oh shit, that's what's going on. So I had to think of something really quick. I was nervous. I was scared. Um, because I'm like, dude, I'm probably going to get fired, you know? And so he, I, and I didn't, and luckily my luck, as soon as I'm thinking that he calls my name next and I was shooting bricks and I was doing that. I was taking that, that walk of shame, man, to the office. And he sat me down and long story short, he was like, oh, I know you guys were doing this. This hurts the company. You're, you're avoiding taking phone calls. Uh, I should fire you right now. Why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And I had something came into my head where I was like, you know what? I have to play dumb. I have to, I have to say the opposite. And then I was like, but I have to pin this on somebody who's not here anymore. Something told me that I have to blame somebody who's not here anymore. And luckily, I had a friend named Frankie Okay, Frankie was was an awesome guy. I fucking love Frankie. Um, he had left temporarily. Or he, I think he was he had left for another job, or he left because his, he was taking FMLA. He was going to be gone for a couple months, and I don't know. I, I he was going to be gone for a while. I forgot what the reason was, but we were all saying our goodbyes to him, and we thought he that, that that's it. He eventually did come back, but at the time we didn't know he was going to come back. We thought he was really going to be gone, and so. Um, I was like, sir, my sales are down. Frankie taught me this trick. They telling me that it would actually put me to the front of the line to take calls. And I needed to be the one taking the calls first because I needed to have every opportunity to boost my sales. And he was like, you didn't think that you, uh, that, that it was, since it was taking you longer to get calls, that maybe that trick wasn't working. I was like. No, because I thought maybe we were just having a slow day or whatever. That's why the calls weren't coming in as quick, but I was still getting calls. And he's like, I can't believe that you would be idiotic to believe that that would put you to the front of the line. He's like, I appreciate you trying to work hard to bring up your numbers, but that was very stupid of you to believe Frankie. I can't believe you believed that. He's like, you know what? I can't fire everybody because if I was to fire everybody who was doing this, I'll have nobody taking calls. Which was bullshit. A lot of us were doing it, but it wasn't the whole floor. And um, he's like, I want you to go back to your desk and I don't want you to talk about this with anybody. Just go back to taking phone calls. And I was like, sir, yes, sir. And I walked out of the thinking, dude, he's right. He couldn't fire everybody, you know, because of the fact that this would basically leave on anybody taking phone calls. You know, there was, uh, there was so many... You know, like, I mean, I'm, dude, we, the OG crew was me, Nelson, uh, Courtney, Moss, uh, Mikey. Uh, dude, it was the whole, it was like, we had a whole crew that we were just basically, we were just doing whatever, basically doing whatever the fuck we wanted. Uh, to, well, obviously within limits. But, uh, you know, I remember my first teacher there, 
uh, Miss Perry Latoya. Uh, she was awesome. I, I mean, I, I, she taught me so many uh, tricks of the trade on how to maximize my breaks. Um, you know, my VPP time, and I mean, I was learning like, oh, like the the OG shit. Like I, I learned about VPP, my paid time off, how to maximize my breaks. You know everything. Like I, people used to see me walking around a lot. Like how, how are you always walking around? How are you not taking calls? And I used to just I would exploit my time perfectly. Like and I'm telling you, there was like, I'm I'm pretty sure they don't that shit doesn't exist now anymore. But back then it was still like what was left of the wild wild west of call centers. You know. And it was crazy, man, because it was it was also during the time of the recession that was happening around, you know, the, the 2000s, around 2008, 2009. And it was just a lot of shit was going on. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of drama, a lot of stress. And with that, a lot of things got swept under the rug. And that's what I'm telling you. Whenever a call center rep puts you on hold, bullshit, 90% of the time, they're talking with their friends. Now, the only reason why I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to rat, rat anybody out. I just know that the business has changed. And so it doesn't matter anymore. Now, either it's all online chat or it's probably just so automated through the through the computer that you can't even do that shit even if you wanted to. I'm, I'm sure they've removed all control from the actual call center rep and it's all just being handled automatically. But back then, it wasn't like that. And we, dude, I remember, I remember Nelson one time, we would all put our phones on mute. Nelson would just, we would all be sitting around Nelson. He'll be telling us some dramatic story of what happened with some chick the night before. And you would just see all of us, like, every now and then, uh, still working on that for you, ma'am. I still got your your account of, I'm still looking into this for you, ma'am. Bullshit. We weren't looking into shit. Nothing, dude. You know? And like I said... We already, we would see on the notes, like if you call, and if a customer called in pissed off or whatever, after he just chewed another rep out, that other rep will notate the account saying, hey, this person called disputing this, wondering why this was happening. We looked into it. This is why it happened. This is exactly what was going on, but the customer didn't like what I had to say, so the customer fucking hung up. And we we're like, okay, we already know what she's going to call about based on the notes, so this is the answer. It would just take us 30 seconds to double check that rep's work to make sure Okay, boom, boom, oh, yeah, yeah, he's right, boom, and then that's it, that would buy us time, so, like, I would say about 40% of the time, like, a customer would, after bitching one rep out, would call back, like, five minutes later, trying to act like an angel, thinking we're not going to know, and it's all notated, so we don't even, all the work is done for us, so it gives us more time to talk shit, you know, we would just talk shit, debate, I mean, it was crazy, you know, and man, the amount of energy drinks and coffee people were drinking, man. I can't tell you how many times people were showing up to work hungover, okay? There was this dude, man, I wish I remembered his name. This dude, I don't know how the fuck he had a job there. Because this guy, I wonder if, if the people that I, that, I, that I used to work with there remember this dude. This guy would come to work and this guy was so strung out on drugs, I'm like, yo, how the fuck has he not been fired? And the, he would come to work, and I'm like, dude, this guy's in no condition of taking phone calls. He was always, he just looked like he was always on drugs, dude. 
And the problem is that we were making so much money back then. Considering the position that we had and the year that it was and what was going on with the economy, we were making a lot of money. So you got a lot of people that are young in their early 20s making that type of money. The chances of people coming to work hungover or on drugs, it's going to be pretty high. And there was times that was in my hardcore partying days. I can't tell you how much amount of energy drinks I will have to knock back just so I could open my eyes and get ready to take the first phone call. It was nuts, dude. People were just showing up, just not, just not in the right mind. And uh, that guy that I told him about that he would come to work like fucking looking like he was blasted on drugs. He actually lasted a while. I think he was there for like three years. It's fucking insane, dude. It's insane the shit that was going on. And so, you know, give us, you know, when you call call center, man, you know, show some love next time. These people go got a lot of stress on their plates, you know, so they got to, they, you know, they got to do things to get the stress out. Now, if we had gotten caught doing the things we were doing, I'm pretty sure we probably would have been fired eventually. But, you know, you got to play it slick. And that's what we did. You know, so... Shout out to the original AT&T crew. Um, some of the greatest people that I've ever had the opportunity of working with. Um, and man, it was definitely a blessing. It was, it was a time in my early 20s that I'm glad I had the experience because I was surrounded by smart people. And that's something you always want to surround yourself with is smart people. Some of the funniest and most gifted minds, man. They were really smart people I worked with. But anyways, guys, that's the story how I almost got fired. Um, you know, let me know. Let me know about a story when you almost got fired. You know, hit me up with a DM. Let me know. Until next time, guys, it's your boy Crump Diddy. Peace.